We are in Genesis 4, which uh, is the beginning of this section that makes it really clear that sin is a big deal. So we started uh, looking at the story of Cain and Abel, saw the warning that God gave Cain to turn away, to not head down the path he was heading down. It didn't work. Cain ends up killing Abel. We now turn to God's response to Cain after the murder. And what we're going to see is that uh, a couple things. One, we're going to see that pride always gets us in trouble. Uh, consequently, there has to be um, there has to be repentance. Repentance is the first step away from uh, heading down the path that pride is going to lead. Uh, I want to note that uh, the flow of Genesis is significant to pick up on here. So the big flow, but also to note uh, that Genesis 4 and 5 show the development of two sort of lines, two strains of humanity. We have the strain that is going to uh, follow the serpent and the st strain that is going to lead uh, to through the woman to uh, the seed of woman to Jesus. So we tend to think <clears throat> that, that humanity, especially in the 21st century or 20th century and 21st century, that we have a story of progression, right? That we just keep getting better and better. And so progressives... Um, as, a, as a political terminology is the term used to those that say, you know, we are progressing, we are getting better, we are moving forward. Um, and I certainly, in one sense, I'm very much a progressive. Uh, tragically, I think, though, that the, the big storyline is that we progress uh, from sin and that it grows. And Genesis 4 lays out that trajectory. So shows us what happens when uh, we are left to our own devices. Political philosophy, by the way, is politics, and once it's is the study, it's the the art of figuring out <clears throat> how we're going to get along, how we're going to live together, how we're going to share the limited resources that we have on this planet. Uh, this passage deals with politics. It deals with issues of uh, justice and capital punishment and uh, hints at the nature and structure of cities. So I don't want to get ahead of myself. Let me read here Genesis chapter 4, verse 9. Then the Lord said to Cain, where is your brother Abel? I don't know. Cain replied, am I my brother's keeper? Very famous statement there. Um, Am I my brother's keeper? It's stated as a, you know, a question, a rhetorical question in one sense. But the answer to that question is, well, no, you're not your brother's keeper, but you're your brother's brother, and you're certainly not expected to be your brother's murderer. Um, so remember, when God asks a question, he knows the answer. He's not asking the question because he doesn't know. He's asking the question to get us to think about something in particular. So God asked Cain, where's your brother? Um, because the expectation is that we care for each other and that we're looking out for each other. And uh, Cain um, says he doesn't know and then pops off with this sassy, hard-hearted response. Um, Why would I know? Why would I care? And we're going to see that whole line of living, that whole ethos, develop through the bloodline of Cain. Verse 10, the Lord said, what have you done? Listen, your brother's blood cries out to me from the ground. So God hates injustice. He has a heart for the weak, the poor, the oppressed. Um, he, um, he 
he knows what happened. He wants to see the, the, the weak, the, the widow and the orphan cared for. Uh, he hates to see people exploited. Their plight does not escape him. He knows exactly what happened to Abel, and he's trying to bring this up and, and to surface this. So uh, he punishes Cain, verse 11. Now you are under a curse and driven from the ground, which opened its mouth to receive your brother's blood from your hand. When you work the ground, it will no longer yield its crops. For you, you will be a restless wanderer on the earth. So what he does to Cain, Cain is a farmer, is he takes away his profession. Now, instead of growing crops that he can eat and sustain himself, there will be nothing but weeds. This forces him to become uh, a vagrant, a wanderer, uh, a man without a country, and uh, that's harsh, but please note how merciful it is compared to what Cain deserves. Cain deserves death, uh, when God will later on develop a list of capital offenses, uh, murder in the first degree, which is what Cain is guilty of, murder in the first degree will be one of them. But God does not treat Cain the way Cain deserves to be treated. And we're going to see that um, there's a sense in which, remarkably, God's concern for justice is matched almost only by um, his care for the sinner. And mercy to the sinner is about as far as, um, as we can go towards those who are unrepentant. Have a good day.